It's very brightly colored and it's very loud and it's fun for a while. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. We're Muhammad Ali and Sonny Barger, the president of the Hells Angels. This is 109.5. Yeah, well, it's just started. It's it's seven thirty in the morning. So, um, but uh, yeah, good to good to jump right. on with you and um, yeah, chat about okay septemics, which um, I haven't read your book, but I've I've read a bit of uh, I got into a bit of the detail and um, really fascinating subject. But rather than me doing it a disservice, do you want to just give us a a bit of an overview of of what it, what what way you know your your background and and this subject matter that you write about what it's all about okay well the first thing i should say is that i am the discoverer of hitherto unknown natural phenomena which greatly aid in the understanding of people from which i constructed a revolutionary practical philosophic system called septemics and published in the book septemics hierarchies of human phenomena uh, 27 years of direct observation of this book, because I worked on it for 25 years before I published it, has shown that this book will dramatically improve the life of anyone who takes advantage of it. As for my qualifications, I'm a polymathic intellectual whose areas of expertise include psychology, philosophy, theology, parapsychology, science, engineering, mathematics, law, literature, history, metaphysics, military science, political science, physical culture, education, organization, and music. And I hold a Bachelor of Science cum laude from City University of New York. That is quite a, quite a list, quite a lot of stuff in there. So interesting. And look, I mean, in terms of this, uh, I suppose you talk about kind of discovering this septemics. What, how did that come about? Like, what, when did that happen? You know, was it a bang light bulb moment was it something that just kind of evolved over time what well, talk us through you know what yes, how this I, came I, about and then we'll get into what it actually is you know in terms of a okay. framework or, or however you describe it okay well before i tell you uh how i got into it let me just say briefly what it is so that the, the listeners have some frame of reference cool to what we're talking about Okay, so septemics is a philosophical science based on the fact that many phenomena related to human beings occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Septemics comprises a collection of scales or sequences, each of which breaks down various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. There are 35 such scales which span the spectrum of human experience by which I mean, any situation that any human being gets into will successfully be analyzed by one or more of these scales. In other words, it's universally applicable. Yeah. And you have to realize that I've been working on this book. I worked on the book itself for 25 years. So I've had right, 27 okay. years of, of responses, seeing out people. So I know a lot about this. I know a lot how, how people take it. And, I did a lot of uh, testing, going back and forth, rewriting it, and, and so forth. So I know how people uh, deal with this. 20 of these scales apply primarily to individuals, and 11 apply primarily to groups. Now, let me tell you how I found this in answer to your question. 
I uh, went to an elite engineering school on scholarship. And when I entered, I thought I was going to be engineering because I was a natural engineer. I thought I'd be engineering the things that most engineers engineer, electrons, airfoils, motors, and things like that. But by the time I had my bachelor's degree, I realized that what I wanted to engineer was the human psyche. Because that is the area where we're failing. That is the area where nobody knows what's going on. So I had a long career as a human development engineer, working one-on-one -on -one with hundreds of clients over many thousands of hours. And all of my clients improved in a variety of ways across what you might call different axes. You know, yep. one guy would improve one way, another would improve a different way. So while this was going on, I started to notice that my clients would improve in ways that were predictable to me. Now, I never told this to anyone, but I made notes. Yep. As the years went by, this just continued, and I came to realize that my clients were going up scales. In other words, a guy would be at a certain level on a certain axis, and I would know, as a result of our working together, that he was going to go up to the next level, and he would even though he didn't know anything about this. Right. Obviously, this just made me better at what I did. Now, as I discovered these phenomena, I came to realize after a while, there were these scales across these various axes. And I started writing them down. Now, by about 1995, uh, a couple of things had happened. One is I had about 32 scales of varying lengths between three and seven levels. And I knew they were empirically correct because they just fell out in front of me and I saw them in use manifested over and over and over and over because of the essence of my career. Now I had one scale in particular that had six levels that I knew was correct from a lifetime of usage. Now in 95, I discovered it had a seventh level. And when I inserted the seventh level into the sixth level scale, it manifested mathematically. Now, when that happened, there were several outgrowths of that. One is, A, I realized this has to be natural law. Because anything that has in mathematics embedded in it is natural law. So, I, that, let me, I just want to dig into something here because I know... Yes. I mean, putting myself in the shoes of, of our audience, which I am here because I'm, I don't understand this stuff and I've got a lot of questions. Just talk us through one level. So we, or, you know, one level or, so there's obviously seven, but then there are within that seven, a, a number of other levels or sub levels or whatever you call it, because you talk seven, but then you talk a, right. a broader number of levels, but just give us an example of one. So okay. you know, contextually of a person, in daily life or what it means to give the audience a real kind of dumbed down version of this is what, you know, the, the yeah, okay. this, this is what it is. Cause I think it'll help. Okay. Okay. So before I do that, let me just finish answering your question. Cause cool. I'm always, I'm almost to the end. Okay. How cool. I discovered the subject. So when I found this six level scale, I put the seventh level and manifested mathematically. I said, Whoa, this is big. I found something here. So then I asked myself, as an engineer would, I wonder how many of these other scales are actually seven level scales 
that hadn't been developed all the way because I wasn't developing anything. I was just helping my clients. Yeah. And because I knew what I was looking for, I was able to find the remaining levels on all these other scales. And in a short period of time, I had 32 seven-level scales. And as each one went to seven levels, it manifested mathematically. Right. And when something manifests mathematically, there's all these implications that jump out at you to tell you what it is and how it works. So I realized, okay, I've discovered something. This is a subject. Now, getting back into how this is relevant to your listeners. I wrote this book to help people. Okay, I jumped from helping people by the hundreds to helping people by the millions via this book. Each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness or beneficialness of any group, individual, or activity. Yep. If the group, individual, or activity moves persons or groups up these scales, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's detrimental or negative. More importantly, just finding out what level you or another person is at on any scale is by itself enlightening and beneficial. And finally, once you find the actual level of any person on any scale, you can then move the person up the scale one level at a time. All of these advantages represent major steps forward for society. Each of these scales is an axis against which to evaluate human behavior and combine they empower one to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto unattainable by most. So in terms of looking at these levels, which it's interesting because one of the questions I was going to have is if this linear, it clearly isn't. This is progressive in terms of if I'm on level one, I want to be on level seven in terms. Now, does this, you talk about understanding what level you're on. So there is an element to a person in holistically their life being on a certain level, but then you talk about group environments. Can it be applied in a way of, you know, in a working environment where you're looking at, um, you know, assessing someone on this level system within their working environment versus their life? Or if I'm on that level, I'm on that level, you know, whether it's work, whether it's relationship, whatever, whatever else it is. Okay. First of all, the answer to can you apply this to these various situations is absolutely yes. That's what this is for. That's why I spent 25 years perfecting it. Now, you have to realize there are 35 scales. Yep. Each one is unique. You cannot infer anything about scale A by studying scale B. You cannot infer anything about scale C by studying scale D. This is good because as a result of having 35 unique scales, it spans the spectrum of human phenomena. And if you permit me to tell you what the 35 scales are called, you'll see that I have covered human phenomena. Go for it. Okay, this won't take long. These are the individual scales, meaning they apply primarily to individuals. The scale of basic purposes, the scale of personal influence, the scale of choice, the scale of permeation, the scale of thought, the scale of identity, the scale of evaluation, the scale of motivation, the scale of control, the scale of stopping, stopping, the scale of scholarship, the scale of literacy, the scale of human ability, the scale of memory, the scale of spiritual identity, the scale of mental deletion, the scale of aberration, the scale of physical fitness, the scale of justification, the scale of belief, the scale of equanimity, the scale of attack, the scale of conflict, 
and the scale of reaction. And the group scales are the scale of relationships, the scale of life spheres, the scale of government, the scale of civilization, the scale of survival, the scale of management, the scale of exchange, the scale of communication, the scale of allegiance, the scale of sexuality, and the scale of politics. Any one of these scales individually has the potential to dramatically improve the person's life. It'll vary from person to person. So let's say a guy has relationship problems, right? You can show him the scale of relationships. Just the fact that I have determined the seven levels of relationships, he will be able to find himself on that scale so, and find his partner on that scale. So in terms of, and look, this is me kind of talking back to you, so my, my reflection on what you're saying, and I want to see if I understand it correctly, and I'm going to maybe not use the same wording, but for, there were 35 that you just went through then, was that, was, is that 35 right? 35 scales, yes. I mean, they sound to me almost like they're categories, and each has a 7-Eleven scale, 7, not 7-Eleven, sorry, a, a 7-stage scale within that category. Is, is that, do I understand it correctly? Because right. the, the 35 themselves are not yes. on a scale, they are categories, and then you've got 7, okay, got it. Really interesting. Right. How does the, I don't know if you're, this is easy to answer, but the mathematical element to this is obviously really crucial in terms of being able to present this in a way that it is something that is discovered as opposed to something that is a, you know, philosophy by definition and just something that is, is conversational and believed. So what what is the math? I mean, can you explain how maths relates to, the, the, the scale and how, you, how, how you're able to use maths to kind of quantify what the scale is? Okay, there's a couple of things here, so let me parse this. Yeah. First of all, uh, in the introduction, there's a section called Y7. And I explain mathematically why there are seven levels. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's, it's axiomatic, okay? Now, the way I explain it, it's not hard to understand, but it tells you with specificity why seven. Now, the other thing you have to realize is when you read the book, when you experience the book, it's not like studying math. I went out of my way to have it not be like that. So the underpinnings of it, the buildings of it, behind it are mathematical, but what you experience is not. So it's just like a website. You know, you have the guy who builds the front end, he's a designer, and you have the guy who builds the back end, he's an engineer. So you need both of those. So the average person goes to Amazon, you know, and he sees the design, you know, it's a nice website, it's continuing, it works well, right? But behind that is all of the math of the engineers who mm -hmm. constructed the thing, who keep it running, who update it, okay? So I'm like the engineer who built this thing, and then, I had to put a face on it, meaning I had to make it comprehensible, digestible to the average person. So what I was up against is first I had to discover the phenomena. And that was mostly done by 1995, although I did find three more scales while I was writing the book. Then I had to take this data and I had to use it to engineer a practical philosophic system. That took about 20 years. Because realize, I had the scales, but there were, I had to find more about it 
why does this work? Why does this make sense? And how is this useful to the person? Yeah. So each of the 35 skills is expressed in what you might call a table or a spreadsheet. And when you look at this table or spreadsheet, the data jumps out at you. It's not obscure. It's not hard to understand. It's very much like the periodic table of elements. Now, before Mendeleev invented the periodic table, there was chemistry. It's an ancient subject. But he revolutionized it by taking all the known elements, at that time it was fewer than 100, and putting them on one page in correct vertical and horizontal alignment so that they made sense. So you have the metals over here and the inerts over here, and you mm. saw there were families, and it made understanding chemistry and really more generally physical, physical science much easier to understand, much easier to teach, much easier to learn. That is what these 35 tables are like. Each one is a periodic table for the corresponding subject. So I just read you 35 subjects. Each of those has a periodic table that's in this book. You look at this table and you see how I was able to parse thought, permeation, communication, management, these 35 subjects, and breaking it down. So after I uh, had the phenomena, in order to make it workable, I had to coax the data out of it which is what all mathematicians do. Mm. And for example, just having a scale doesn't tell you much because you have to know what is it measuring. In other words, what are these seven levels of? So I had to determine the access. That took a lot of work to coax that information out of the scale itself. Uh, for example, uh, the scale of equanimity. Equanimity is extremely important in any interrelationship with any human being. Okay, 95% of the problems that people have with one another are because one or both of them have a deficit of equanimity. So at the bottom, you have a guy who gets mad at you because he doesn't like your haircut and punches you in the nose. Right? That guy has no equanimity. Right? And at the top, you have Jesus on the cross who says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's the quintessence of equanimity. That's complete equanimity. Even when they were torturing him to death, to death, he didn't lose his cool, okay? But if you looked at the scale, before I knew it was a scale of equanimity, they looked like levels of maturity. So I thought originally it was a scale of maturity. But as I worked with it, I came to realize now there's something behind that. And that is equanimity. And that's much more important and much more powerful than simply a scale of maturity. So I had to figure that out. And that was part of constructing the philosophy. Then the, the time consuming part of it was to express this in a way that would make sense to the average person. So think about this. There's 35 scales, each of which has seven levels. That's 245 different levels. Each level had to be verified and more importantly, it had to be expressed in a way that would make sense to people. So I literally had to go through this word by word. So I spent a tremendous amount of time not only making it sure that you could understand the name of the scale, which tells you the axis, but each of the seven levels had mm. to make sense. So each, each of the names of the scales in the chapter 
has a synonym, and each of the seven levels has a synonym. So I'm giving you some depth of understanding what it's really about. Also, I realized to, to mitigate the semantic barrier that I put glossaries not only in front of every chapter, each of the 35 chapters, but also in front of the introduction. So at every stage, you know exactly what I mean. There's no ambiguity here. So take, for example, the scale of communication. That one scale alone will completely change your life if you master it. Because having communication power enables you to deal with people successfully. But somebody could reasonably say, well, if you look up the word communication, it has 30 or 35 definitions, depending on what dictionary you're in. Which one is he using? And that's a legitimate question. So I give a specific definition of communication so you know exactly what I mean by communication. So it makes it very easy to use the book to understand the book. Because if you read something and you don't get it, you can go to the glossary, you can look at the synonym, and it tells you right there what it's about. Also, I spent 25 years writing this in a way that would come across to people. There were many rewrites. And I, I already know, because I have 27 years of experience with this book, that people get it. You don't have to be a college professor to understand this. I wrote it in a way that a person looks at it and he says, oh, I see. And I'll tell you a story. Uh, 20 years ago, when I had this book in a transcript form and I was working on it, I was talking to a buddy of mine about politics and government. And I said, wait a minute, let me show you something. So I just opened the transcript to the scale of government and I handed it to him. Mm -hmm. So he took it and he looked at it. I didn't say anything to him. He just looked at it and he pointed. And he said, right there, I'm right there. He found his level on that scale without me even suggesting that that's what it was for. He didn't know anything about septemics. He didn't know he was supposed to find his level, but he found it anyway. That's how user-friendly this is. People get it. So for example, let's say you have a parent who has a kid who's having trouble in school. Uh, he can say, if the kid is old enough to read the book, he can say, come here, Johnny, read this glossary. He says, okay, now what? And now read the scale. And the kid will look at it and he will find himself on that scale. Now he'll probably find a bracket in a matter of seconds. He'll probably say, well, I'm either at three, four, or five. And you say, okay, good. See, he's already thrown out four of the levels. Yeah. Now you say, okay, read, read the text and let's see if you can get it specified. And he will be able to find his level and he'll get it when he gets it, he'll say, ah, now I see I'm right here at level five. No wonder I'm having trouble with school. I'm at level five on the scale. And then you can see him, okay, let's move you up to level four. And he will be able to do that. If you tried to move him to one, two, or three, you would fail because it would be too steep a gradient for him. But he will be able to go to level four. And when he's at four, you will then be able to move him to three. Now I give specific instructions in that chapter, how to use the chapter to help a student. So there's nothing vague about this. It tells you specifically what the seven levels are and how to use them, how to apply them in the appropriate context. So this, I mean, you almost answered the question I had, which was, you know, how does this benefit 
people. I mean, I think that was a great example. And the other question I had is, and you might have a different answer to this, so I will still ask it. I was going to ask, you know, how do you apply it? But it sounds to me like the book itself is not just a description of the categories and the levels and the framework. It's also a guide of how to move from one level to the other in an improved way in terms of what you're looking at. It, it essentially, is, is the book does everything or is there you know, kind of application of this through facilitators or have you started to think about how this book could be used, you know, as someone who wants to go and facilitate the process and help someone else? Or is it simply just understanding and absorbing the content of the book will give you enough to kind of move yourself through the, through the levels and, and improve in, in various ways? Let me answer it this way. I constructed this book intentionally so that all you need is the book. Yeah. In other words, you get the book in whatever form, hardbound, softbound, ebook, you study it, and then you start applying it to your life. Now, of course, this is a text on a new subject, so you have to study it to learn it. But once you learn it, it's very easy to use. It's not inscrutable. It's not complicated. When you read, look at these 35, any one of these 35 tables, it's like putting on glasses and looking at yourself in a mirror. You see yourself in a clearer way. You look at it and say, oh, I see. I'm, or you can use it for other people. You can look at it and say, oh yeah, this explains my mother. She's right here at this level. See, then you understand her better. Now, Sometimes you can help another person to move up a level. That can be done, and I explain how to do that. But you can also use it on yourself to help yourself move up to a higher level. So uh, let me explain it this way. The data in this book are vital for every human being and can help you to achieve your goals faster and easier by explaining what might otherwise seem to be inexplicable or random. If you were to invite someone to a rendezvous, you would certainly tell them where and when and probably how to get there. Needless to say, it's very difficult to get somewhere if you don't know where you are, don't know where you're going, and don't know how to get to your destination. Now, this sounds idiotic, but most people do this regularly, so much so that it's considered normal. This book solves that problem across 35 dimensions. It gets you to find out exactly where you are. You're at one of these seven levels. Every human being is at one of these levels on every one of these scales. So the data is just sitting there waiting for you to access it. So it's like driving a car. You have all kinds of signage. You have stop signs, lights, uh, lines on the road, no left turn and so forth. If you don't obey that signage, you're gonna get in a lot of trouble. You can have accidents, you can kill somebody, you can kill yourself, you can lose your license, okay? You can get arrested. That is what this book is like. It tells you how to get around the world, how to get around life. And so I urge you to use the data because you know, there was a time when there were no such, was no such signage on our roads because people didn't have cars. Riding in a, in a, in a horse-drawn cart is not that dangerous. You're going maybe 15 miles an hour. So now 
You need all that information. And I'm telling you, that's what this book is like. It gives you the data to tell you with specificity where you are in any context. So for example, let's say you're hiring somebody, okay? You can use this book in any one of a couple of dozen ways to analyze this person to see, is this somebody I want to have working for me or not? And it can tell you positive or negative. And let me tell you a story in this context. Long before I started writing this book, I had some of this data. I knew some of this data. And I've hired many people in my life to work for me. And there was one position I had open. And I had gone through a bunch of applicants. And I got it down to two women, okay, who both had very similar skill sets. They were, I could really have hired either one of them. But I decided, I invited them both to come over to my house, one at like three and the other one at four, to tell them face to face who I'm hiring. And so this first one comes and I said, you know, you're a wonderful person, you have skills, but I'm not hiring you. Uh, I'm hiring this other person. Well, it turns out that this, these girls knew one another. I didn't even know that. This is a long time ago. We were all young people. And when the girl from the first meeting found out I was hiring the girl who was coming for the second meeting, she said to me, and I quote, you mean you're hiring her over me? <laughs> and what I did not say to her is, that's why I'm hiring her over you, because of that attitude. So the second girl came and they said, oh, hi, how are you? It's, it's funny that we both applied for the same job. Ha. And the first girl left. So I hired the second girl. And I have to tell you, that girl worked for me for about a year and a half. And she was a dream. I had no trouble of any kind ever with that girl. Because I could see she was an upscale person. She was high on most of the scales. So she was always on time. She knew her job. She did a good job. She was easy to get along with. She never caused any trouble. You name it. Okay, so that was like a way that I in the early stages of this, before I even knew that it was gonna be a book, was using this information in a valuable way to get the right person. Because someone who didn't know this, have this kind of insight, might have hired the first girl and then had a lot, a lot of trouble with her. I had no trouble because I could see that the second girl, the second girl who came was the right person for the job, even though she had the same set of skills. Cool. Makes a lot of sense. Look, Tim, I got one closing question. It's an in just, just, uh, I don't know yes. if this is the, the way you would use it, but when I think about these 35 dimensions, seven levels within each, can someone take this book and spend a couple of years and go, great. I am within all 35 dimensions at the, the kind of top level. I mean, it, I don't know if that is the right way to use it, but it, for me, it's an interesting, I suppose, um, you know, question around how you look at that. Oh, you know, have you done that? Is that possible or is that just not a way to use it? Well, A, it's not possible and okay. B, it's not the way to use it. And let me tell you why. There are general scales and specific scales. On a general scale, you find your level and that's it. Yeah. For example, the scale of basic purposes. Once you find your basic purpose, it's a big epiphany. It changes your life. You know what you're trying to do, which is something that very few people know about themselves. Also, you can use this for other people. You can figure out 
Let's say we have a girlfriend. You can figure out her basic purpose. That tells you a lot about who this person is. This is a persistent trait. Most people live their entire lives at one level of this scale. About 90% of people. It's rare for a person to either go up or go down on this scale. Similarly, the scale of spiritual identity. It's a persistent trait, okay? It's not going to change quickly or easily. But then you have specific scales, which apply to specific situations, like the scale of motivation. What is my motivation toward my girlfriend? What is my motivation toward my son? What is my motivation toward my brother-in-law, you see? And what is his motivation toward me? What is my father's motivation? So you can use this scale in 30 or 40 or 50 ways. So that's very different. So some of these scales you can move very quickly on, like the scale of evaluation. People move on that in minutes, as opposed to the scale of basic purposes. Most people spend their whole lives at one level. So it's the, the idea is to find your level on every scale and do whatever you can to move yourself up. On a few of these, it's going to be difficult to move yourself up. Uh, but just on those scales, knowing what level you're at will change your life. When you know what level you are on and the scale of spiritual identity, it's a life-changing realization. As opposed to, let's say, the scale of thought. You can analyze people. What level of thought is this person at? You know, the seven levels of thought. You could say, well, gee, this guy's thinking is kind of at a low level. I don't know that I want to hire him. As opposed to you can look at someone else and say, oh, this guy's thought is very analytical. That's better. That's more useful to me, you see? So some of these, all of these skills are useful, but in different ways because each one is unique. Cool. Well, look, it's, this has been one of the most fascinating chats I've had, and I will... I will read the book and, um, you know, congratulations on, on, on the book. Cause this is not just a book. It sounds like a bit of a lifetime journey, but how do our audience, uh, you know, learn more about yourself, about septemics, maybe all of the book. Do you want to just leave us with, with some details of, of how best to, to find sure. out more? Sure. I invite your listeners to go to my website, septemics.com, S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S, where, you can find, you can see what many readers have said about it, what many journalists have written about it, what the reviews are, and you can read sections of the book to see the quality of the writing. And uh, as it tells you there, you can get this book on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's very easy to find. If you just type the word Septemics into a search engine, you get hundreds of responses, including all the people selling the book. It's not hard to find. It's not expensive. And the beauty of it is, once you get the book, you don't need anything else, except maybe a dictionary, but everybody has a dictionary now on their phone. So I would say as far as a dictionary, if you're reading any book, you should have a dictionary. Because I have a lot of experience in education, I know that's a factor. But you don't need to join a club, you don't need to join a church, you don't need to go to school, you don't need to hire anybody, you don't need to spend any more money. You can use it yourself and improve your life as you go along. Brilliant. Well, look, for anyone watching or listening, I will also leave the, those notes in the, in the speaker notes. So, um, yeah, look, it's been enlightening, Jim. Really enjoyed it. And uh, best of luck with it. Congratulations again. And, and thanks for jumping on the podcast. Thank you, Matt. It was a pleasure. What we want to do. Muhammad Ali and Sonny Barger, the president of the This is 1095.